All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the newest episode of the Shooting Time podcast. Today, we're going to do a little bit different uh, discussion than what we have in the past. This one's going to be uh, more so of a roundtable here with myself and some hunting partners about bolt blinds and all the various styles and methods that you'd use them, kind of the advantages and disadvantages of different styles and actual specific brands on that too. So um, I think myself, I've got a list here of probably 10 different blinds that I've either owned or built that I've hunted out of. So I've got a pretty wide array of knowledge, I guess, on that topic. And my one of my friends here that sit next to me, um, Mark Krennic, let him introduce himself for a minute. He's hunted or owned most of these himself. My other buddy, Bill, who's been with us on a lot of them, he's hunted out of most of these when I owned them at one point in time as too, as well. So we'll kind of give our advantages and disadvantages of that and really um, maybe just a little bit of insight for those that are pondering some different styles because it's not as if you can just go out and cheaply and quickly throw a different style of blind onto a boat and then take it off again real quick. It's one of those things that, you know, I, before I bought all these myself, you know, actually once the ones I bought after the internet, I was trying to do a ton of research and you don't always get the most reliable information. I feel about the uh, pluses and minuses of these different styles, depending on who you're talking to. So hopefully this will be a pretty straightforward talk about them. Um, I don't really have any reason not to be honest about any of these of that matter. So of course I have my favorites, but those are all based off of actual experience. Um, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, I'm going to let Mark introduce himself. He's a friend of mine. He was coming down. He's, we're going on an elk hunt here in a few weeks together, and he came down, and we figured we'd talk about duck boats and kind of a good little gathering of people. So uh, what's going on, Mark? My name is Mark Krennic, and I live in Shakopee, Minnesota, and uh, been duck hunting for about 35 years and probably over 20 now with Phil. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Back mm-hmm. on the – was one of the, I'm trying to think where the first time we went. Was it on that ice trip down to Heron Lake, or was it one of the ones on the Mississippi, maybe? I think it was actually early season here in Wasika. We went early season goose hunting one oh, time. Oh, yeah, on the water. Where at? Yeah. Do you on, remember? Uh, Watkins. Was it? On the point on Watkins. Did you get anything? Uh, it was an afternoon hunt, and I don't think they flew. <laughs> no, it wasn't very good. So yeah, we've had, we've hunted kind of all over the state of Minnesota, South Dakota, Arkansas, Oklahoma. I think maybe did we ever, we've never been to North Dakota together, but kind of all over the central and Mississippi flyaways. So he's got a bunch of experience with different duck boat with boat blinds. I actually built him a boat blind here in this past year, so he can talk about that here in a little bit. He's a guy who actually is a convert into using a boat blind because for a lot of years his boat blind was ditch the boat and set a director's chair in the cattails and hunt no matter how cold it was there he was in his director's chair hunting out of that and he has uh experience with my boat blind kind of switched him out of that thank god so there's no way i was ever hunting out of his boat back in the day then we've got bill bartz who everybody has probably heard talk quite a bit by now hey how's everyone doing um I'm excited for this discussion too because uh, I have a lot of experience waterfalling. I've been doing it since a little kid. Um, of course, when I first got into field hunting, I don't know, I suppose around 18 years old, that really sucked me in. That's what I gravitated towards for a lot of years. And that's where a lot of my experience is, is in the field. And I've hunted with 
uh, Phil most of my life, but lately we've been doing a lot more hunting together and a lot of my rejuvenation in the last number of years into waterfalling is getting back out on the water, getting back out on the water and hunting with Phil, hunting with Mark, um, out of a boat blind. It's, it's for those that are listening that don't boat blind hunt a ton, listen close to this. It is a really fun way. It's a good way to get back to the basics and I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the conversation. Cool, cool. I I agree with that. Kind of like Bill touched on, my personal passion for, for duck hunting lies in hunting water. I mean, I, just, I love all the parts that go along with it. I love I love launching your boat in the dark. I love driving out with the spotlights. I love the boats themselves. I love playing around and making blinds and figuring out ways to make them better and improve them. I love throwing decoys in the water, watching dogs jump in, having whistling wings buzz over your head that right before sunrise um just all that kind of stuff that goes along with it not to say that i don't like field hunting i sure do um, especially for geese but there's just something about hunting water for me and and that goes along with duck boats of course and boat blinds and being from minnesota that's one of those things that i mean everybody when you were growing up had a little 12 foot john boat or 12 foot v hull and we carry that thing into a slough and it kind of leads right into my first like the first style of blind that I want to talk about, and this is for the, the extremely uh, budget-minded individuals here, is the, um, I'm just going to call it the, the Minnesota style of blind, which on lakes with a really good cover, you've got a bunch of cattails theoretically along the edges or brush or trees or whatever it is. And the, what we always did before we had any money to put a blind on our boats was we'd just get out, push the boat into the cattails, kind of kneel ourselves down in the bottom as low as we could and we break over cattails to break up that main outline of the boat and it actually works very well in the right situations if you have um, and there's a lot of lakes that have that where i live now in south dakota we our cattail situation tends to be um, much more erratic in terms of go, from year to year we may have them or we may not have them so it just it does not work as well in that state although there are places where it does um but like here in Minnesota, the lakes and the marshes are pretty stable, it seems. And so you always have this thick ring of cattails around the edges. And it it was something that actually, um, just for not having to spend a single penny on a blind, I know that we shot a fair amount of ducks, both mallards, other puddlers, and divers out of just a plain old cattail blind on a small little duck boat. And I'm assuming, Mark, you've probably done a fair amount of that too. Yeah, quite a bit of that over the years. I would say that's probably most of the ducks that i've shot in minnesota is that way mm-hmm. yeah because until you until you like make a dedicated decision to get a blind on a boat and you know most of these blinds that we're going to talk about even the homemade ones are going to cost you a couple hundred bucks if you're going to make it even halfway decent you know and then you can spend and heck on some of these ones we're going to talk about you can spend 10 grand on if you want to go super high end or probably average of three to three to five hundred bucks so it's not cheap Sometimes they're a pain to take on and off, but you know if you just have a plain old open boat and you push that sucker in the cattails, you're basically set to go on anything. As we, um, and that's the advantage of that like you, they're very versatile. I would say um, one of the the biggest disadvantages, of course, is just cold and wind. You're you are right out in the open destroying your favorite hunting spot yeah because i I mean and if it's multiple boats too like if you're going with a couple guys two boats you will if uh, a tip of a point seems to be 
you know, the most common, you're going to destroy your spot in a matter of two, three hunts. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden your blind is gone. And I remember we would see that a lot. There was a one particular lake we used to hunt. It seemed like nobody had boat blinds on this lake. And there was probably three specific points that people would hunt. And after the second weekend of the season, those things were just beat down. Mm-hmm. And you could tell where people kept pushing further and further back into the cattails to try mm-hmm. to get cover. And next thing you know, you're 15 yards off the edge of the water just to try to find some cover. Mm-hmm. So that's, an, uh, that's something actually I didn't think about even. But a huge, a huge thing to worry about is if you're hunting a popular area, you really need to be hoping that people are coming, coming and going out of that with some recognition of what's happening <laughs> in terms of yourself hunting it later on, but those other people hunting right. it too. But the, the other thing too is a dog coming and going out of that boat yep. will destroy that stuff. Um, a buddy that isn't very smart and happens to get out the wrong side of the boat in the front of the boat to go pick up a duck or decoys, mm-hmm. that's going to wreck it all. Even your even wind blowing the stuff over. So there, there's definitely some nice things about it, but just be sure that you are uh, aware of your cover situations before you decide to take that route. And being able to move. I mean, that's a good thing about it. Yeah, there's no nothing to deal with in terms of taking up or putting down yep. a blind. So they're super quick. And they're also good for, um, you know, if a guy is going to, you know, a lot of guys, if you're listening to this and you're in the southern part of the country, I know boat blinds aren't as uh, popular there just due to the terrain, like being in the woods or that kind of stuff. So there's a ton of open boats down there, which on a side note, <clears throat> I actually, I love the culture of duck boats in the south. I'm just looking on Instagram or Facebook, how much time and effort guys put into their boats down there, like in terms of putting lights on them and flooring and pods and all this other stuff. And I almost think it's kind of funny because you guys don't spend much time in your boat other than driving to and from your spot. Whereas all the dudes up here tend to have, tend to have junkier boats and spend almost nothing on them. And yet they spend their whole day in the blind. Are are you saying a lot of guys down South are hunting out of blinds? aren't hunting are hunting on a hard, like permanent blinds, permanent blinds or the or next to a tree or something like that i would that's my guess or, okay yeah like i mean i can't imagine someone's hiding hunting out of an 18 foot edge with a green neon lights inside of it without a blind they're probably ditching it somewhere and then walk into a permanent blind or doing something like that that's my my take on it at least so i love how the the southern guys have like a super appreciation for duck boats and reaffirmed every time i uh hunt dave donaldson and i drive through the towns around there and every little farm site in the area has got a 16 foot john boat with a 25 horse motor on the back so their duck boats are not taken lightly there but the blinds probably don't apply quite as much to those dudes but might gain some info anyways here so like as we get out of the uh no blind blind the uh probably the most popular style and i'm not going to bother with the brands because i think there's a couple of them out there but um just the that scissor style blind that basically involves typically conduit, maybe sometimes aluminum if you have it custom done. It's just a, a really simple, very basic boat blind. Also kind of can be called a dugout blind where you're essentially sitting in the middle of a channel and the, the sides pop up around you forming an X or like a scissor shape on the ends essentially it can be two poles it can be that easy with some fabric or some grass stuck down on the side of the boat this is i think is probably by far and away the most popular boat blind 
style that you can think of. I mean, everything you see on Facebook or Instagram has that. They're super easy. They're easy to build. They take very little engineering skill, uh, which is good. And they're quick to build. And there's really not a lot to think about other than making sure that they set when you have them down, that they sit inside of your boat frame, which is a big thing if you're ever driving around obstacles. And the other thing, you just make sure that they have the right height. It's really so that your your eyes can just see out of them is about the height that you want. So you kind of cover most of your body and keeps gawkers down a little bit too. Is there any companies that make the scissor style? I mean, is that, or is this just more like a custom well, there, bolt builders, there is both. common I, method? Gosh, I think it's Mud Buddy. Custom line builders. I, I think mean. Mud Buddy actually builds one. Um, they, they, they'll they sell you the poles. You screw them together because they have to ship them in a box. I think you screw the poles together and then they send the netting and they send some brackets. You just put those brackets in your boat, attach them, boom, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the season's done, you take the poles out, the brackets typically stay. And there's really not much hardware for them. They're, they're lightweight. Most of the times on a line like that, the grass actually probably weighs more than the frame itself, I would say. Mm-hmm. If you're going to throw like a fast grass or something like that on them, real grass or whatever it would be. Um, and that's typically what guys will do is throw some form of like a, a grass. Or I've seen a lot of raffia ones. Personally, I do like the grass look myself uh, better myself. But, yeah, I mean, they're relatively inexpensive in the boat line world. I think you can probably get set up in one of those for three to 400 bucks. Um, they're fairly stable. Pretty easy to set up and take down. Usually there's just a couple little pins that you got to put put them in or put in to like hold them up, um, which is a plus if you ever have to go to, out and get ducks, like if you don't have a dog or whatever. And I'm assuming they're good for if it's also your fishing boat? Yeah, that's one of the things like on a lot of guys will throw them on a John boat since the you can pretty easily, I would say, within half an hour, have them taken on and off. So guys mm-hmm. will take it on and off quick in the fall, throw them back, throw them back on in the fall, take them off in the after season's done and you've got yourself basically a bass boat or where you want to fish out of again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I've always, I, I had one, I shot a lot of ducks out of it. Um, there's just some things I didn't like about it. Um, things I didn't like, and, and this really pertained to living in the North. Um, but they're not overly warm. You can mm-hmm. put a windbreaker in them. Um, you know, that's going to add you probably another hundred bucks worth of fabric. Um, but even then, you've still got that big open top that all your heat goes out of. So it's not going to be the warmest, and that fabric just doesn't hold a ton of heat. Some of that grass sometimes will heat them, help a little bit. But, you know, you're not going to be hunting out of a sweatshirt or a T-shirt in there any day if the temp's below 20 degrees. Um, one of the other things that I don't really like about them is you tend to not have a lot of room inside because that the way that they're set up and the, they, the way they slope, you don't have a lot of room right by your face. So it feels mm-hmm. like as you put your, your head under, under the edge of them, it's like you've got the blind kind of right there and you can't do a lot. You have to kind of really get down close to the bottom of the boat to where you have more room. So I didn't, didn't really love, love that part about them. Um, that was one of the main things that made me look into a different style. Um, and then another thing that I guess I did not like about them, and it relates again to the cold, and this was one of the major things that actually also made me get rid of it, is if you're hunting and you, your blind comes up and down and you get water on it and you, and you get water where the two pieces fold or if that blind happens to touch like the back seat, let's say, and there's water on it, if it's really cold, everything freezes together. And when you go to open up your blind the next morning, especially if you're staying in the hotel or you're doing one of those things where you don't have the option to thaw it out that night, 
trying to separate that fabric from itself or that grass from itself, Mm -hmm. you end up just shredding the cover on it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's tough. And then I almost had times where I felt like I was going to break the frame on them, trying to to pry them apart because things are so frozen down. Now, if you're hunting where it's warm, not an issue at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the one thing to do with those is make sure you dry that out a little bit so that you've got, you're not getting mold or whatever. Like if you leave it sit for a couple of weeks, it can get kind of bad, but otherwise they're not bad. On the on the positive side of the scissor style blinds, um, you have a ton of space left in your boat, and your boat basically functions like a regular boat yet. Mm-hmm. Where that is, you've got storage space, you've got you can put decoys in wherever you want. You can get in and out from the sides. You can pick up decoys super easy with them. Really driving it, driving up and down the road too with them is pretty easy. I know, Mark, you had did you have a scissor style blind on that boat ever? No, but I hunted with some friends that did. Yeah, it's just. They're, they're, in terms of just ease of use, they're probably the one of the better options, and especially when you consider pricing on them. Um, but there are some definite disadvantages if you're hunting in certain conditions. I do also think that a couple things in, in terms of actual hiding with them, when, you, when you're all that up and down folding, the thing that happens, and what I hate is your, your cover takes on that two-dimensional look rather than 3D. Uh, when you start hunting like some hard side blinds and that, your cover always stays nice and puffy. It's got that three-dimensional look to it, which really, really sets the boat off and makes it not look like a boat. But when you're smashing it down like that, it just gets flat and you lose really a lot of the effect that you're going for in a, in a boat blind, I would say. So concealment, so-so. Mm, let's say on a, on a out of 10 scale, I would say concealment is probably like a 7 which kind of leads me to the next point on them is you're covering yourself from the top that dreaded the dreaded black hole look um, you've got a black channel right down the top of your boat there's ways around that people will put grass mats over the top or whatever and that can help or you can just cut some like little natural vegetation just leave it sit there but it's it's not an ideal scenario i don't think because it gets knocked off and falls in the water and who knows what else so they do hide pretty well i mean they're typically lower profile than some other blinds one little thing to be aware of them is unless you specifically make it the cover and the netting that you can look through the blind, someone's going to have to look over the top. And that is a spot where ducks can see you. They see your smiling face looking at them. Obviously that doesn't really go so well. So you need someone that either has got a hat pulled down tight or they're using the shade. They're using some grass of some sort to try to hide that. Cause that is one little thing that that is, I would say a, a drawback on them as well. So, so I think that's, that's pretty much everything on the scissor blinds that I can think of. All right. So if we're going to grade this thing out on the scissor blind, on convenience, 1 to 10, what do you give it? Hmm. Convenience for ease of use, taking up and taking down, on and off. Um, I'd give it a 6 simply because I don't like taking blinds up and down myself anymore. So I'll give it a 6. Mark, what do you think on the scissor convenience? You know, I would give it a six also. The part that I never liked was going to cut your natural mm-hmm. um, vegetation to try to fill in the top. Yeah, that's okay. right. It's kind of a never-ending process on that. And then oh. it blows away or falls in the boat and then... Yep. Okay. Hide? Concealment, I'd give them a seven. Seven. Mark? I think they hide pretty well if you work at it. I, I would even say... Maybe even an eight on it yeah. if you work at them real hard. 
Yeah, it just right. takes a little more time. But you can get them looking really good. All right. Scoring good so far, but comfort. Uh, comfort, I'd probably go five on that. They're just, I felt crowded and not, like they're not super roomy as some of the other ones are. Mark? I would actually go four. four. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You know, and I would, I would, I could be convinced to go lower considering warmth in that, but I'll stick with the five. For hunting a north wind, big water, December. Yeah. The little bit of experience I have with them, I'm going one. <laughs> <laughs> with push in being zero. Yeah, push in and being <laughs> negative on that one. Even uh, worse. And then cost. Uh, cost, they're pretty, they're effective. I'd give them a, uh, geez. Uh, three cash registers out of five sign. <laughs> they're pretty cheap. Probably they're cheap. They're they're inexpensive. Yeah, they they're inexpensive. Well in I don't know. Maybe tough to give them a number, but they're they're pretty inexpensive for a boat okay. blind. Yeah. Uh, so on to the next. Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with these, and I, there's a fair amount of them up where we hunt, and just because it's the next state over, but it's it's called the pop up brand, and if you're not familiar with it. Um, take a peek at them. It's called pop-up brand boat blind. They come up on Google as that they're made in, I think either Nebraska or maybe Iowa now. And what they are is just a full, um, a full fabric blind that it functions a lot like a high, low hard side blind, but they basically completely seal up and you look out of some little windows in the top. Um, I did own one of these on one of my first duck boats quite a few years ago. They're, um, well, to get into, I'll start right with the advantages of them. The first thing is that they're very warm because they completely seal up. If you have a sunny day and if you don't actually have any other cover on top of that blind, they're toasty because the sun comes through and heats that fabric up. Um, so they're very warm. They completely block the wind. Um, in terms of that, they're, they're very good. Um, I've got a friend of mine who still has it on his boat. He loves it. Um, there's some things that make me not love it. But in terms of a of a removable blind. I think it's probably one of the better ones. There's just one drawback that I'll get to here that makes me not, not own one anymore. Um, so they have very good cover. You're hidden really well. The, the friend of mine has a, his on a 16 foot sea arc and I have been with him when we have set that thing on a sandbar with no cover and in cattails with no cover on top of it, just around us and just the fabric blind out there. And we shoot ducks landing, mallards landing in front of us, and it never ceases to amaze me how it works, but it does. Um, so I've, uh, I, I think they hide very well, um, way better than I would ever expect. They're also roomy. The blind kind of comes up on the sides and then comes over the top of you, so you've got all that interior room, so I do really like that. Um, when they fold up and down, which the up and down is also very easy. Um, there's some like built-in pins. All you have to do is grab the frame itself and it, the things drop into place. So up is really easy. Down is just the, the hitting a couple pins and knock them out of the way and it falls over um, right to nothing. Um, and then they're really easy on and off too because it's all one big piece and the fabric wraps around the frame. Which is really convenient. I, I, one guy could take the thing off himself. I think you know might have to be kind of ripped to do it, but two people, it's a, it's absolute, absolute breeze, um, just to lift it off. So when we get to the disadvantages of this blind, 
the one the one main disadvantage is the thing that just drove me crazy. Let me guess. They bring ducks close, and when you stand up to shoot them, they just they just fly, fly away, flare, flare away. So what happens is the top comes all the way over on these blinds, and it closes up in the front like completely. And there's a little cord you pull that releases the top, and the top has a bungee cord. So this whole big top of this boat comes sliding back over your head. And to me, what happens is the minute you hit that thing, you've got about a half second wait that you have to let that go back over your head. And in that time, those ducks have been alerted to what's going on. And you're, you're basically shooting at them at that point, even though you're still sitting in the blind. And they get that little bit of a half second head start where they're already going away before you shoot at them. So that flare prior to shooting, to me, was the only disadvantage that there really was to them. Does that, the fact that the door flings open, does that consistently yes. work? Or is there times it, where, like it's hung up, no, it'll half all, flips open? No, I'd say it always opens. It does. Um, it's really reliable in that, and it's because it's just bungee just pulling it back. So it's, it's super reliable. Even in the cold? Yep, in the cold. It's not on a rail. It's just, it just pivots back, okay. so it just kind of falls back out of the way. But and there are times like if the sun's at your back and those ducks are blinded and it's half hour after sunrise and the sun's just beaming those suckers right in the eyeballs, you know, you can get away with it then and you're still going to shoot ducks that aren't flaring. But those days when the sun's at your shining on you or shining up high like that or it's cloudy, man, you're just giving them you're, you're basically taking one duck out of a flock away. I would say that you're really giving yourself a, a chance. Yeah. I mean, we've had especially if it's windy. We had. Oh man! Well, Mark was on this hunt with me. It was it was an awesome hunt. Um, we were on the Missouri River. It was, it was a snowstorm, which is one of the few good hunts I've ever had in the snowstorm on the water. And we had I, it was like thirty mile an hour winds, maybe more, maybe more. It yeah. was crazy windy. It was that super day. windy, and we were tucked into some some a pretty good hide. And there was three of us in this boat, and we would have flocks come in. And by the time we'd hit that switch and let it get over us. I mean, I know there was times I didn't empty my gun on flocks of 25 to 30 mallards landing in front of us, but that extra little split second that you're giving them that warning, it's just, it just frustrated me enough that, that it was part of the reason why I sold mine and got it and started building different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my buddy Scott, he loves the thing yet. He wouldn't, he wouldn't trade it for anything, I don't think. so. And for it works for him, so I'm not going to argue with him, but... So that's to me is the the disadvantage of that. Um, they're a little like, they're a little bit difficult to cover with natural stuff, just because sometimes I, I think they're starting to make them now with either straps or like pockets to put things in. Um, but they're a little bit difficult for that, and they are expensive. I know. I'm gonna guess you're gonna you're gonna spend over fifteen hundred dollars on one because there's a lot of sewing and a lot of welding involved, and they you'll actually take your boat down to them and they custom make it. Okay. So. It's it's probably someone from Florida is not going to have that blind installed on their boat, but they're they're a cool they're a cool blind overall. Yeah, we can grade it out quick. So convenience, yeah. what do you give it? Oh, I'd give them like an eight. An eight, yeah. Convenient, Mark. I'm going to go a little bit lower again because of the uh, trying to grass it in actually yeah. to hunt out of it. So I'd say maybe a six on that. But okay, hide the hide on them. I'd say the hides an eight or nine. I would have to think so. If you're pulling up on a sandbar with nothing around yeah, it, they hide very well. I, I thought it hid really well too. Yep. Yeah. So at nines, sure, I'll give Ooh, it nine. That's good. Comfort. 
they're comfortable too. I'd give them a probably a nine on that. Eight, eight on that. Mark, I'm gonna go with eight on that as well. The cost you mentioned they're a little spendy. Yeah, huh? cost would be uh, duck hunters' terms. That would be a five cash registers out of five, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're not the cheapest. We'll just say that. Yeah, they're definitely not. Um, so as we move down the line, we're kind of roll into one of the ones that's more popular. And, and if, if you do any searching on any forum or any duck hunting site um, for duck blinds, one of the most often praised boat blinds is the beaver tail. And there's some really good reasons for that. It's, it's a very easy um, blind to set up and take down. And it's very easy on and off. Um, I think it's just one. If I'm, because Mark had this on his boat not that long ago, I had one on mine quite a few years ago. I think it's just one frame that mounts to the middle of the front and the back. If I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. You kind of the one I had. You slid the frame on the front and the back to adjust the width of your boat. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it locks over the gunnels. Yep. There's a bar and then with some hooks and it locks over the gunnels. And then there's kind of a big um, a contraption where all the, the pivot points are in the middle of your boat and everything pivots out from there. So to put it on and off, it's really only like four four screws or bolts to hold it up there. And so getting it on and off for the season or after season is a breeze. Um, now how it works is one the whole blind rolls over to one side when you're not hunting out of it. It'll, all the fabric and all the poles will be on, I, can't, I don't know which side, let's say the right side, for example. And so when you drive and they, they give you a little cover and it wraps it all up tight, so driving's easy, and you put that cover on, and then when you get to your hunting spot, you take the cover off, and you basically sit inside of the boat, and you pull it up and over you, and it makes like a... Oh, I don't know. Kind of like a low, like a low profile hard sided blind. The shape of it, it's it's even on both sides. And it's got a little bit of a platform on the top that's flat coming across. So it's kind of like an A frame, actually. I would say that's maybe the most comparable, like the zinc A frames. It's comparable to that. And it's just got holes like a slot on the top for each shooter. Um, I didn't think about this, but that's one issue that you might have with them is that if your seating doesn't line up properly with how the holes are cut. It's going to be kind of a pain in the butt for one of the guys. But otherwise, it's typically not a big deal, especially if you have an open floor duck boat at all. You can just move your seats around, so it's not a big deal. They're roomy. They're, the way that their walls are inside, you've got a fair amount of room because the walls are, again, pretty vertical all the way up to the top, and then they come across at the top. Does that seem right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have you have enough room in them to, to be able to do stuff. You could, could cook in them. You've got some. Yeah, they're kind of like a big. We're looking at a picture of them again now. It's been a while since I've been in one. But they are a, uh, they're a roomy, roomy blind for that. A friend of mine actually camps on one overnight with his son. Yeah, I could see that because they've got, they've got enough space that you can move around at them and sit up, and you're not, you're not constantly hitting your face against the side and whatnot. So I do like that. So they, they have, in terms of hiding, they have pretty decent cover on the top. Like they'll actually hide pretty well for birds going overhead which you know, for a mallard that's pretty critical because they're looking down um, and they're not too terrible difficult to put natural vegetation on they have some pockets on them 
that you can stick them into, and that'll break you up fairly well, which also breaks up the top a bit. And we were just thinking here that they do also have an option that you can buy that's a um, like a cover over the top of you. I've seen them, and I think they make your boat really tall. Um, so if you're in the right type of cover, you could probably get away with it. Otherwise, I don't know that I'd be real fond of it because it sits up really high off the top. But um, otherwise, I think their you know their popularity has a, a pretty good reason for that. Um, one of the so to me the disadvantages of this blind, one of them that I didn't like is if your if your blind is and if it's hard to explain, but if your boat if the front of your boat starts to curve back too dramatically from the front, like on any kind of V-hull, it's tough because the way the frame is on them, they're basically square all the way down, and you've got a big overhang on the front with that frame like sits outside of the boat. And always, it, I never had a problem myself, but, man, it just always made me nervous that I was going to bump into a tree branch or something and just basically just rip it right off. And I don't know how often that happens. Maybe it never happens. But it would depend on where you're hunting, I think, for that to not happen. So, Looking at some of the pictures here, I see it's an all-fabric blind, too. Yep, it's all-fabric. Now, are you noticing a lot of guys then grass it on top of the fabric? Or are they, are they just using their natural vegetation around them? Or? So what I did on mine when I had it is it had pockets sewn into the front, down low on the front side, and, you, and the back side. And you would take and you could stick like a big handful right into those. And that kind of, as it went up, it spread out a little bit. It wasn't ideal, but it was. It actually broke it up fairly decent. I mean, you could still see the fabric on the backside of it, mm-hmm. but you had some shadow going over it, and you had like that three D effect. So I think that was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't hate how they hid. That's for sure. I mean, I, I had blinds that hid worse than that. When I know that, you know, you with the way that the blind folds up, you basically have to redo your cover every time if you use any kind of natural. If you use the raffia. That's another option that guys do use on those quite a bit. Hang the raffia from the top. What's a raffia? Um, it's like that art grass that they use for. It's like the stuff I've I've had on my blinds. Some of my blinds like hide hard to hide spots. You just tie it on. It's okay. an artificial grass, and you can dye it. Okay. Um, people will put that on them and let that cover up the whole thing and dangle down, and then maybe use some natural vegetation to cover them as well. So they hide pretty well. You know, again, with that one, you kind of have to watch that head popping out of the top. You kind of got like the Mr. P- or uh, what's the little game? Whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. Like heads popping up out of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a, you have to watch out for that. And how does the fabric, like I see that this is like a tent style. Yeah. Oh, so it's Cordura. But I mean, how does that, with the fabric, the poles, how does that do in the cold? They're they're pretty decent. Like I think if you got it really wet, I never did have the problem with mine. Um, but if you got really wet, I think the stuff could freeze again. But since you're typically not going to have a lot of natural vegetation stuff on there, the sticking isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to do like with the, like the cattails. That really made it that tough on those other ones. Um, but they're warm. I mean, they because they actually have a, a bungee that, that goes around the side gunnels of the boat front to back. So for the most part, your wind, I don't know, I thought mine was pretty warm. Mark, you hunted out yours quite a bit on the river when it was cold. Yep, I, I thought they were fairly warm yeah if you throw uh you throw a heater or two in them they're pretty decent blind i would say like for a, a collapsible that isn't maybe that pop-up they're one of the they're one of the better ones out there i mean i didn't hate hunting out of it but i knew there was better options all right let's grade this sucker out then the beaver tail convenience you give it probably for on off 
up and down seven. Okay. Mark? I'm going to give it a six. Six. Hyde? What did I give the last one? The pop-up was a nine. You gave it a nine. I give the beaver tail a seven. I'm going to go with a six on the on the hide for that. I, just, I always had a hard time. Lower than me. I always had a hard time with uh, losing the cover. Say you had to go get a cripple or whatever, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just I just thought it would, didn't hide quite as well. That's a good point. I'm I'm going to jump in real quick on this. Uh, as far as having to go get a decoy, getting a yeah. getting a a cripple. Do you have to take down all these blinds that we talked about to do it? I would say everything we've talked about and almost everyone that we're going to talk about, you are going to have to take the blind down to go get it. In order to run the boat efficiently. Yep. And safe. I mean, it's it's just super hard. for for you. Typically, the problem comes that you can't run a tiller with these up because you're hitting yep. a bar or you're hitting fabric. So you just you can't do it. So. Yep. All right, so comfort of the beaver tail. Um, I give that a seven too. Mark, I'm doing lucky. I like that number actually. Seven, I'm doing lucky seven. Makes sense there. Are they expensive? God, I think they're about eight hundred bucks. So it's like a four, four, yeah. four star cash registers <laughs> on there. Where are you getting those cash registers from? I don't know. Like my cash register emoji that I would type on a text if someone asked how expensive <laughs> it was. I guess I don't know. Right on. Ching. All right, so like we rolled through the beaver tail there. Another a blind, a, a collapsible blind that has been around for absolutely ever is the Avery Quickset. That thing's been around. I almost feel as if that was Avery's first product. I don't know, but I think that that is. I'll have to fact check that. Maybe Bill can look here while we're... I know roll, my duck boat's through. over 25 years old, and I know that duck boat came with one. Yeah, so they, they've been around for a really long time. So I would call the Avery Quick set a true, like, dugout-style blind. It isn't – it function it, – it hunts similar to, like, a scissor blind, but it has more room on the top. It's kind of like the beaver tail blind without a top on it. They're more open on that top than some of the other blinds are. So I know guys – like, I think for, like, a, a, uh, like a diver blind, the thing would be really slick because you've got that front wall – covering you and you can just look up and over that no problem um, if you were in a spot where there's a ton of birds working over top of you they might be a little bit of a challenge but there is now the option for a roof on them like a piece that comes up from the top and that's actually a pretty good option i would say um, so with that it kind of takes away your we'll include our ratings with the top on that one so it does have pretty good top cover in that scenario they're super easy up and down they kind of go the legs fold. There's a pivot in the middle of them, and the legs just fold, and it, it collapses down on itself. And I think they come with – you can get them with a windbreaker, windbreaker material, and like a die-cut material, if I'm not mistaken. I know they're fairly popular for when guys have to hunt in the woods or the timber, out of boats. I know they're pretty popular with that because they do sit inside the gunnels, so you're not going to rip them off going through the trees. If you set them up off your hole just a little bit, that, that – deal of them coming over the top isn't going to be much of an issue so i do see a lot of them being used for that although i don't see many boats with blinds when i'm in the woods but if i do that tends to be the one um they're easy on and off too there's four brackets one in each corner you put a pin into those and they come off 
Um, I would say in terms of that, they're as easy as any of them to take on and off. Um, if you, like I said, if you don't have, I've got listed here, they are uh, a good blind for when you don't have birds circling overhead. That's if you don't have the top. If you have the top, that takes away that uh, that issue. So um, really, what I didn't like about it was kind of the boxy look to it. Yeah. With that top, when you have yeah. that top up to be able to actually hunt, it really had a real boxy look to me yeah you have to spend a little bit more time to break it up to break that part up and uh, maybe the newer fabric's different too but it seemed like that fabric would blow around quite a bit and get kind of tangled and i think yeah i want because the bottom of them doesn't attach to the boat so if you can get it if your boat works out well enough that it comes over the outside of the gunnels and if it's not super windy you don't have that problem otherwise yeah it can blow around a little bit yeah those would be the only things that i'm I'm not super keen about that, but otherwise, I mean, man, they've been time tested, and a lot of ducks have been shot out of them. Yeah, if I'm if I'm reading this article right from Wildfall Magazine, the first product from Avery Outdoors was a boat blind. Okay, yeah. but the three that. guys that started the company quickly realized that they needed to be more than just a one product company. Yeah, yeah, you can only sell so many boat blinds. Does it say when that was? Uh, give me a second. Man, it had to be. 93. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was what, 25, 25 years ago. That's a good guess. Very cool. Um, if I'm right, of course, Yeah. there's a chance, you know, that's more, just a quick more than Google likely, search. More than likely knowing who it is, you're wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on here. I think this is, hold on. We're going to grade this thing out oh, quick. Yeah. Avery quick set convenience. You give it a, uh, I might give a seven mark. I'd give it an eight. Hide? Uh, six to seven. We'll go six. Depends on, it depends on the configuration and where you're at. I'll go seven. Se- Let's do seven. Yeah. Change it to a seven. Yeah, I, like the, seven. I like the hide then. I'm going to go six. Six. Comfort? I'd do a six on that one just because if you're hunting cold weather, it's, it's not going to be... It, it doesn't do really much of anything for cold weather, right? It's got a windbreaker, but you just you need to find a way to support it to the side. So, okay, so you comfort you give it a. I'll give it a six. Mark, I'll give it a five. I spent a few more cold days in, in it than maybe yeah, uh, so yeah, you, you probably have. And then cost. Gosh, you know that's one I didn't. It's 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 not super cheap. It's in the hundreds, probably five to eight hundred dollar range. So. Okay, so it's on that mid-range yeah, cost. Mid-range, yeah. Mid to possibly slightly lower. Yep. Um, it depends on length, too. You can buy them in a couple different lengths, so, and the, that does affect the pricing pretty significantly, too. All right, so the next and last actually collapsible blind here that we've got is the banded uh, axe blind. It's, uh, it's, one, it's a blind that actually can be used in the field, too, so it's not a specifically designed for boats, but it does work. Um, one of my friends had one two years ago, I believe it was. He had it on a 17-foot John boat, 1754 John boat. And at first I was kind of skeptical of it, and he sent me a picture of it all grassed up, and the thing actually looked awesome because it's pretty low profile. So if you haven't seen it, it's similar almost to that Avery blind in that it's straight up and down, how it sits inside of your boat, but then it does have a top that is basically just like sliding fabric with a bar in front of it. 
So you can, you can pull it up as far as you want in front of you and have just a little bit to peek out. So the, the height is really good. I, I actually really like that because I love, there's nothing that I hate more. I should have mentioned this earlier, but there's nothing I hate more than when you get a flock, you break a flock of ducks down and you've got, you've got them working and they float over at say like 35, 40 yards. And you just, you didn't quite want to shoot them and you want to get them in closer and they're right over top of you. And you hear the, where the, the soft wing beats change to that flare. And if you don't have something over the top of you, I think you hear that a lot more often. Um, and this has pretty good, pretty good height on top. So I, I like it for that. I think it's, it's effective in terms of hiding. It's, fairly easy up and down i mean i don't know like what they say it goes up and down but it's quick i mean less than a minute for sure and depending on what you do for grass like he had my friend levi he had uh, fast grass attached to it so that made it a little bit more difficult to go up and down but it's still pretty quick i mean the two of us got it up and down like it was nothing uh, price was not bad on them they're pretty economical for a, a blind like that God, I wish I knew the price. I think it's like four to five hundred bucks. Um, but one nice thing is you can use them as a field blind too. They actually have feet that you can buy for them. They'd be similar to like an A-frame or panel blind. That same scenario. Really, the only disadvantage that I saw to his was that it was his bolt was fairly, I think it was a fifty-four inch wide. Is what it was, or maybe it was sixty but it was a little bit narrow for his boat. So it felt like it was not the most efficient for a wider boat. If you could get him to be a narrow, like a wide version and stick him on a 60 inch boat, I think it'd be a really good option for, for hide and for comfort. Cause he had a, we had a fair amount of room in there, not a ton, but you weren't cramped. It's not quite as much as like the beaver tail, I feel like, or that pop-up one for sure. But you also had, I think you had a better hide. I think it hid better than those ones. Um, just because it was low profile. So I don't have a ton of disadvantages in that one. There's not much to it. Everything about it's kind of easy. So Convenience then, you give it? Um, I'd say convenience is seven. Mark? I like that number, yep. Hide? I'd do an eight on the hide. Mark? I'd probably say seven on that. I, I don't think it hid uh, quite as well as... as Without a ton of effort, you know, yeah, I, had, I do like the low profile part of it, but, mm. but, to really make it blend in, I thought was, yeah, it was more of a, it was more of a project to do, especially, I mean, you're, we're rating this in terms of guys who hunt out of hard side blinds now. So our concealment and some of our categories are a little skewed. That's why eights are going across the board or sevens or sixes. Mm-hmm. Comfort. Um, Probably a seven again. Mark? Uh, I'd actually go with eight. I, I hunted out of that a few times, and I thought it was pretty comfortable. We actually hunted out of it. We went the last, well, this is two years ago. The last year I went to Arkansas to hunt, the water was super, super high. And we we kind of went there knowing that we'd be hunting out of a boat. And we took, we took Levi's boat because he had that blind on it. We knew we could get around the woods with it even though his boat was probably bigger than what we really wanted, but it did get us around and we shot a couple of ducks out of it and it actually worked fairly well for that. I mean, like hunting out of a blind in the woods is just hard trying to follow them. And that it worked for that. And I mean, we stuck the sucker up right in the middle of trees and you, you wouldn't think it would work, but it works. So. I rated it a little bit higher. Cause I remember a real cold day I hunted with Levi in it and, uh, 
I didn't have any gloves on in there and we had a nice breakfast and it, uh, it was, it was real comfortable and warm in there. So, yeah, I like that point. Um, all right. So we're going to move on here. So this is maybe a topic where there's not, there's definitely not as many of these floating around the hunting marshes or rivers as there are some of the collapsibles, but the hard side blind, um, is kind of my baby right now. I've, I have one I've built, I built one. Uh, for myself, two duck seasons ago, this will be my third duck season in it. It's on an 18-foot aluminum or uh, alum, aluminum craft boat, 60 inches wide, with a Yamaha 70 horse on it. And if anyone who's seen the old Barney Califf hunting videos or any of his new ones, I guess if he still makes them, I don't even know. Um, it's that style of blind or the high one, the backside that you sit under is a little higher. The front side's a little lower, so you can see out of it, and you stand up to shoot. I just got. I, I had a an actual soft sided, high low blind that I built. Become a much better sower than I ever expected that I would after some of these hunting projects, and I built a a soft side collapsible high low blind, which was really nice to hunt out of. Um, I would give that a comfort factor of nine, a convenience of about four, and a cost of about three cash registers plus repairs. But it was a, and the concealment was awesome in it, but it was just a pain in the butt to set up, and we had to recover it all the time, and you, you, you could only keep so much grass on it, and I just got sick of that, so I said, you know what, I've got the, the shape of a hard side blind, why don't I just do the hard side blind? So I, I picked up a boat, picked up a welder, and got to cracking on learning how to weld, and next thing you know, by that that hunting season i had a hard side blind sitting there waiting to go I, and I did this without ever having hunted out of an actual hard side blind just thinking hoping that i would really like it and after the first day out we actually killed a limit of mallards on a time of year when we did not expect to kill a limit of mallards and we did it being dry warm eating an awesome breakfast uh comfortable feet kicked up and after that, I knew I could never not have one of these. I'll still hunt out of other styles of blinds if I have to, based on the conditions, which I don't know if I have even done that since I bought this boat, but I think I maybe have once. But once I've gotten this, I would, I, no way that I could hunt out of, not have one at least at some point in time. Um, so, but with that said, they're not for everybody. I mean, there are a lot of circumstances that, that make it very inconvenient to own well, they go for from extremes. Like yeah, you have an extreme of comfort, an extreme of protection from the yeah, weather, an ex- but an extreme from now your duck boat is is only boat a duck boat forever. Yep. Yeah, you're not you're not going to take them off. I I built one of these for Mark, who's sitting next to me here. Um, I built one for him last year, last summer. Yeah, he, he's used it for one season. We built I built it so that it technically is removable, but realistically i don't expect him to ever be taking it off just it'd be a project i mean it could be done but i don't think you'll do it um hasn't come off yet yeah i don't think it will I'm, if i ever see it off i'll be shocked so i think the time i mean what what's a, an example you could think of when you would not wouldn't use a hard side blind you know getting around in the woods down south that that was my main concern about making it removable. I thought, and I still think we could get this blind off in maybe a half hour with two guys. Yeah, I think you could. It's doable. I just know it. I just wouldn't want to do it, but you could do it. Sure. Yeah. If you're if you're hunting in the woods, clearly this boat would not be for you. Although, 
I have thought a few times about how awesome it would be if you could get it into one of those little holes where you've got, um, I don't know what the, the bush is that comes over. There's a, like where you get the dead, a big tree hanging down and you've got all that like light brown stuff that grows up on them and makes just a huge mat. Like you could shove your boat underneath that thing and it, you'd be invisible or even next to it and you'd be invisible. So it would be awesome, but I don't know how you'd ever get into some of those places. There's probably a few places here and there, but, and I know I would, I actually would just love to do it because I would love to watch the people's faces at the really busy boat launch <laughs> in Arkansas at five o'clock in the morning watching me load a big hard side, um, grassed up thing into the river. They would, it would probably be the laughing stock, but who knows if it worked, it would be an awesome hunt. So. But yeah, if you're hunting woods, eh, I would probably you're not going to do it. Probably not even really a, an issue. And the other thing too is if you are hunting a spot where you have to routinely and very often pick up decoys from the boat, probably not ideal unless you made some special modifications to it to make it a little bit more suited to that. So you pretty much always have to jump out of the boat and blind um, to get them to put out or pick up yeah i mean we've done i've done both we've we've actually picked up decoys 100 decoys from the boat one time and it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought i mean it's not it's not as fast as having an open boat you know like with a scissor blind or no blind and picking them up it's definitely not as quick but it can be done and i'll i'll take that little bit of a disadvantage for the few times a year that i have to do it you know if you're hunting somewhere where the water's 20 feet deep or 15 feet deep, or you can't walk in it for whatever reason. Yeah. Then it, you know, you might want you, if you were going to do a hard side, you'd have to look at a way to make it so that you could easily get your hands out to the front of the boat somewhere. Um, but other than that, I don't know of any real disadvantages that would make you say, would rule it out cost cost or the barrier to learning how to build one yourself. Those would be the, maybe the other things because they are expensive I and mean, if you take one to you know one of the the big boat builders um, or boat blind builders you're going to be looking at man i would think a minimum of five grand to get it going yeah five to six that's with not any of the creature comforts built in that's with just the frame and the and the cover on it if you're going to start getting anything else besides that you're i mean i, I think the one i had built or that i built for my own boat if I were to have that built the same with all the same stuff that I have on it, ladder, like super heavy duty ladder, uh, huge decoy storage, lights, insulation on the inside, I'd, it'd be pushing, I think, nine to 10 grand, I would guess. That was when I, when I talked to one of the guys about it, that was when I actually decided I was going to drop 1500 bucks on a welder and about 1500 bucks on equipment and save myself five grand and build it exactly how I wanted to. So it was kind of a fun project, but you know, not everyone wants to do that. So, you know, the, the advantages to these things, like Bill said, it's the extreme in terms of comfort. You're warm. I mean, we've hunted days when it's geez, single digits, super windy, nasty. And you're sitting in there with, you don't have a jacket on. You'll have like a heavy sweatshirt a baseball cap. You don't need gloves. We just run two or three heaters and there is enough in an 18 foot boat. I mean, so you can't, you can't get any better than that in concealment. 
it literally has changed the way that I duck hunt in, with, in terms of how they hide. I mean, places that I never thought we could get away with hiding before, we'll pull the thing in. We'll leave it almost in the open, um, feet away from a shoreline, and we'll shoot ducks, feet kicked out right in front of us. Not every duck does that, but enough do that it still seems to work if you have enough birds around. But I'll also say you put a lot of attention into detail on the height of your blind. I do. Because the first time I saw a hard side blind was on the Missouri River hunting with you, and some of them were beautiful, yeah. relatively low profile, done right, yep. and some of them were jokes. Yeah, like it, it, it matters a lot in just what you think you need to do. And, I mean, I, and hopefully I, I like to have ducks in close. I'd rather shoot five ducks at 10 yards than 10 ducks at 50 yards. So I want those things in close. And that, that little bit of extra detail that you make in terms of how you build the blind itself, height and the angles that you're using, plus the uh, materials that you use to, to hide it with make a big difference. Um, I'll talk about those here in just a minute, actually. Um, so, yeah, like the hide... Hiding, there's nothing better out there because you're not folding it up. Your fabric stays how you want it. You basically have a, a roving permanent blind. And the funny thing is, is I feel like my boat blind that I drag up and down the highway looks better than most of the permanent blinds that we drive past. So I don't understand how that happens, but <clears throat> either way, you know, inside, like when you talk about the comfort, I mean, we have shelving. We've got, I've got, geez, what are the boxes called? my little totes that I have inside where I store my different type of cooking utensils. And I've got um, cooking product like coffee, hot chocolate, and all that stored stuff. So out of the way, you know, your shotgun shells sit right up on a spot dry out of the way where they're not going to tip over. Do you want to talk about the oven or not? I think we should. Well, we'll get to the oven. Don't worry. Wait. Yeah. So then this, now this is not a, I wouldn't say that this is a, standard feature in even any hard side blinds but in but possibly uh, mandatory from this yeah point what on. if you've ever hunted with one it would be mandatory once you've once you've had a uh, hot biscuits or blueberry muffins fresh out of the oven um i've got a little camp chef uh stove oven combo so we can actually be cooking biscuits and bacon and eggs at the same time and i can tell you that there's nothing better than for me hot blueberry muffins with butter on them coming out Man, it's awesome. But me and like, well, one of my buddies, we actually cooked a Thanksgiving dinner. We hunted Thanksgiving Day. We brought a Thanksgiving dinner with and we, we cooked up a whole meal out in the boat. So we didn't shoot a single duck, but we had a good dinner. So it was fun. Um, you know, in terms of like warmth, there's, you've got no wind effectively. I mean, I can stick someone inside of my boat and we can be driving 30 miles an hour across the lake into a 20 mile an hour wind with wind and chop coming in. And the only guy feeling any wind at all is me driving. Everybody in the boat can be sitting there tucked out of the way. You know, they don't even know what's going on outside for the most part because they're just closed off to the rest of the world. Um, I can remember getting back to the landing a few times last year with Phil and the guys that uh, had uh, the pop-up styles were frozen. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we were not. Yeah, you're tucked mm. away. And even, even as a driver, I've got kind of a wall in front of me to break a lot of the wind as a barrier, so that helps a ton. They're sturdy. You know, you, I can crawl across the top of mine. If we have to get out and jump after duck or whatever quick, you can jump. You can stand right on any part of the blind that you want to. Um, I've had quite fairly big people on it, and it's not an issue. I haven't broke anything yet. Yeah, you, Bill was actually one of the reasons why I started building this, because he broke my other one. And First time I was in it. Yeah, he the frame, he ripped it, and it was a conduit frame, and grabbed it, pulled himself in, and it snapped the corner. So we had to deal with that for the next three days of our hunt. 
And that was, I didn't really feel like repairing it. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to get a new one. Yeah. So, so you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. I have to say one of the clear things I see about the hard side, obviously this is turning into a pro hard side, hard side blind conversation. But the one clear thing that I saw, I think if you're pondering a hard side blind, it's going to make you a better hunter. And the yeah. reason why I say that is convenience, uh, speed, because you did all the work of building it and camoing it, you're not going to miss out on those first light ducks because you're still trying to camo your blind up. Mm-hmm. This, these are already done. And then what's becoming kind of one of our favorite lines, stick and stick and stay, stick and stay make, make them pay. pay. You want to just stay in this blind. I've never gotten to noon or one o'clock so fast because you're cooking you're talking, it's 10 below out, you're in a sweatshirt. You're comfortable. Like the first thing you do once you're set up with the heaters going is you take your coat off. and Take your hat off. Late season, I think most waterfallers know it can happen early, it can happen midday, it can happen late. You don't know. The timing of the birds are off a little bit. And you just stay. You just stay out there. You're comfortable out there. That's and to me, the more time you spend in the blind, the better the hunter you're going to be. Yeah, and this and really, I mean, that's what we want to do. I mean, there's days where, where yeah, it's cool to shoot your birds and get out early, but realistically, if you can sit in the blind for an extra couple of hours and have a few more flocks come in, I mean, that's why we like duck hunting. Mm-hmm. So if you can stay out there more comfortably, heck, why not? So if someone's debating it, you know, unless so, I I run through the the other disadvantages that I I see of it is um, trailering them. It's definitely less efficient. I mean, it's you're going to use more gas. There's no question. But if you're pulling a boat and a blind and a motor and you, and you have this investment into it, most likely the extra $10 that you're going to spend on that trip is probably not that big of a deal. What about weight? Like weight on your boat? Um, you know, mine's, I didn't weigh it. I wish I would have. I think with all the materials of the frame, the sheeting, the frame, and the grass, the grass actually adds a pretty significant amount to that. I would guess there's two between two and three hundred pounds of stuff on there. You know that doesn't count like my stove and um, the gun box and some of like the like, extra stuff that I put in. That's you know just kind of like the niceties of it. Um, so you you know on a, on a boat like that, two hundred pounds. I mean you're going to have a hundred pounds in a beaver tail blind, and you're going to have a hundred pounds on these other ones. So it's more. But not, it's not as if it's going to sink your boat or anything. So trailering, I mean, that's something that you'll notice. You know, they're, they are expensive. There's, they're definitely not cheap. I, but I do know some people, and actually another guy from a town nearby, um, he used mine as an example, and he, he learned to weld himself, and they made a pretty nice blind. And there's, I think a lot of the, the guys that have these boats probably make them themselves. Um, some of them are built. There's no doubt because those I know those guys. Um, a couple of them are in Iowa. I mean, they're out. They're I'm sure their wait times are past season already because you know they're that popular, especially up here where it's cold. And really, the only last thing that I can think of as a disadvantage is if it's really windy, uh, dealing with them when you're not driving them, like when you're holding it to put decoys out or picking up decoys, is kind of a pain. It's a little um, bit of a sail. Yeah, it's a sail. It acts as a sail. So you have to have someone be attentive to the boat, either tied it with a rope to it or just hold on to it all the time. And how about picking up cripples? Cripples is fine. We've never had a problem. I mean, Mark, a, I saw your little trick. 
a fishing I, net. I grabbed an old fishing net from the garage, and that works really slick. Really for, slick for yeah. grabbing cripple. Which you know, I've seen. I mean, I've seen guys on uh, um, eider hunts and whatnot do that too. They just because they're on those those big waves and the big big water, and they just grab a net and don't even risk leaning over side. So it's a smart idea. I should do it in mine. I don't, but um, I usually have another person, and I can. And my the difference between mine and Mark's boat. Mark has a uh, surface drive on his, so he drives from the back. Whereas I have a console up at the very front of the boat so I can see what's going on. So, so would you say even if you don't have a surface drive, if you just have a regular tiller, can you still have a hard side? You can. You can. I mean, I would. But you're, you advise. Personally, I would want it up front. It's just nicer. For one, you can just see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, on a surface drive, you know, I just, there's not a lot of like steering console options. And I didn't. I definitely didn't know how to do that when I built it. So we made it around that and, and it worked. Um but yeah, then if you have to load your boat in, on the trailer in the wind, it's it can be a little bit of a battle. You're basically just going to hand crank it on, unless you have really good sides on your trailer. Which reminds me that I need to build those. <laughs> build those. Uh, that was my goal for the season. Duck season yeah, was to build myself a set of uh, better guidons, and I haven't done that yet. So I can't <clears throat> tell you how excited I am about a front neutral reverse. Oh yeah, Mark drive that literally I just got a uh, brand new boat motor delivered to his house today for his for his boat today so. you just got it yep just got it today nice the new what's the new 40 horse or 37 yep 40 horse 40 efi horse, 40 horse with efi and with reverse go devil so he's excited never had efi in his duck boat or never had reverse so those of you who have a surface drive without reverse will know or a long tail will know the pain and the pleasure of what having reverse can bring you so Yep, that'll be a nice little treat for the duck season for me. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, well, it just—it's—I can't. I don't know how you made it this far without reverse. That was one of the down reasons that I never, I never wanted a mud motor on my boat because I, I couldn't fathom not having reverse. So, but um, for excited about. I'm actually excited to see that thing out there and see how fast it goes, and because it went really well with even just your 37. I think it was going. That was a 35 ad on it, carbureted, but it was like. I think that's a 13-year-old motor I have and runs like a top, but I think that boat was going 23 last year. Which isn't, I mean... For two guys. You've got two guys. And a dog. And a bunch of bunch of decoys. And you've got... Oh, you're pushing a big sail through the wind, so 23 is pretty good. You know, a lot of the stuff that we hunt, like, you don't necessarily want to run a lot faster than that. I think my boat, wide open with two guys, and all my stuff will go about 30. And there's a lot of times where I don't run that. Just either it's dark and I can't see... Or you run the risk of a sandbar or a stump. And not that probably the difference between 23 and 30 would matter that much, but gives you a little more peace of mind, I guess. So mm-hmm. so that's obviously we are, uh, and Bill was hunted out of it enough to know that we are heavily leaning towards a hard side. But I realize that that's not for everybody. But if it's something that you want some input on and to talk to someone, hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea about them. Now, are these something you would build for people listening? Possible. It depends. Possibly. They could contact You're thinking me. about getting into it? Yeah. I would maybe build one a year or something like that, or maybe two, depending on time considerations and all that. So it's I kind of fun. You should. I, I, I think actually, you should. It's the nicest blind I've ever been in. To I all actually, those listening out there, it is by far. I've been in a lot of goose pits, and I'd sit in this thing any day over any goose pit I've been in. Yeah. it's There's no doubt it's a nice blind. And not even the comfort factors, but the things I, I've actually taken the most pride about in it is the hunting, like the huntability of it. Some of the little things I made in to make it hunt better than some other versions I've seen. 
Um, I'm not going to get into all those details. If someone wants to know more, maybe I can, they can leave some feedback and we can talk about that later. But yeah, it's nice. And I actually enjoy making them. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's like a cool little, like cool, big problem to work through. Cause you're always running into diff- different little things and you kind of work your way through it. And it's, it, I enjoy it. I mean, usually by, I say that now, uh, at week four of the project, I'm just like, I need to get this son of a bitch done. And I can't wait. Like the last rivet or the last weld or whatever it is, is, is the best feeling in the world. But the first couple of weeks are really, are actually fun as you figure out what you're doing. And then as you make all the, the finishing work, that's the kind of the killer on your time and your uh, patience, I guess. So. To people listening, I mean, you made yours out of aluminum sheeting and mm-hmm. aluminum tubing, ca- square tubing, square tubing. Yep. To any of the carpenters out there that think they can make it out of wood, what do you have to say about that? You know, I actually was talking, a guy emailed me yesterday off of my YouTube page, uh, one of the videos I have on it, and asked, and we were talking about wood, and he was going to make it out of a, on a pontoon blind, and he said that the wood that they would use, if they were going to make it out of wood, it was going to weigh like 800 pounds out really? of two by fours and plywood. I'm like, yeah, that stuff adds up. You don't want to put that on a boat. I mean, that's getting to be excessive i talked to a guy last year that had one made out of wood and he said the exact same thing if he was going to do it again he would have spent the money and did it out of aluminum because his was crazy heavy oh yeah i mean the difference if you go pick up a 10 foot uh two by four and a 10 foot one inch piece of aluminum i mean there's no comparison and the way you the way you would support the aluminum ones you you need almost no weight to do it so it's yeah i mean I'd say if you're going to do it, do it right and just spend the money up front and be done with it. And then you've got what you want and go from there. So all this talk. Well, do we want to run through our little grading of that? I think we probably don't even need to. No, not on that one. We covered it in detail. Yeah. You know, I guess the one thing I would say on that is you could, obviously, I'm going to say comfort's a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what, what the heck? Let's go through. We got the but time. But the one thing I do <laughs> think that it would be variable would be the, uh, what is, is comfort? Concealment and what's our other one? Comfort, concealment, cost. Uh, no, there's one more. Convenience. Convenience. Our con- the convenience one could be a tipping point for some guys based on where they're hunting. When and the blind's done, though, it'd have to be a 10, right? Well, yes, but depending on your hunting situation. Okay. You, know? you know, like, yeah, because, like I said, we don't have to grass in the morning. Um, we don't, it's everything about it. Is or a convenient. very light grass. I feel like even with your hard side, we've cut grass before. A little bit. But, but it's, had days. it's less than a quarter of what we used to do. Oh, 10%. Uh, yeah, I was going to say 5 or 10% yeah. of what yeah. we used to do. And you might not even do that. Like I've, I actually had a day, I think it was two years ago in that boat, where I pulled into some cattails, drove, drove the boat into the cattails, threw my decoys out of, of, from the boat, sent my dog to get my five mallards, and I never got wet till I picked up decoys. So, I mean, you can't get much more convenient than that, really. But I just but, hope it doesn't start making you soft. Uh, I think we're safe there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're safe maybe in about 25 years. So the, the convenience side could, could be, you know, it could be, it's either a 10 or a 2, depending on your hunting situation. For where I hunt and how I hunt, it's a 10. You know, if you were in some other places... Or even if you hunted alone a lot, they're not super convenient because they're kind of big and bulky, even though I, I do it myself. Some of the decoy stuff and wind would be tough. Yeah, it's yourself. a little challenge there. What so, I like about it is I really firmly believe the way they are. You could go and take it and kill waterfall from Canada all the way to Texas and everywhere in between. I feel you could pull in anywhere oh yeah, and it just blends in 
almost perfectly. It's so natural looking. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, geez, who did I talk about that with the other day? Oh, I think it was with um, just the conversation I had. And we were talking about how a bigger blind is actually less noticeable to a duck as danger than a small blind is. You know, if a person went and stood out on a shoreline with a cattail suit on, those ducks are probably going to flare. But if you go stick an 18-foot boat out there all cattailed up or uh, tumbleweeded up, which is the, the secret trick that the guys Jeez, around. I can't I believe you're letting that out. I can't here. believe you Give let it, that out of the bag, that one. That's it away. It, it's not a secret up here, but I, always, I get asked a lot of questions when I post a photo of my boat of what kind of cover I have, and that's what it is on it is, a, uh, is tumbleweeds, which are kind of a product of the Midwest, Western, Western Midwest states, I would say, in yeah. Western. So if you live in Kentucky, you're probably out of luck on getting tumbleweeds. But if you want to come up here and get some, I'll help you out. But anyways, they uh, that um, that the size of them it proves, I think, actually beneficial in hiding them. It's the same way that guys get away with sticking an A-frame or an axe blind or whatever mm-hmm. it's out in the middle of the field because it's just so big that they don't associated with danger like they would a single layout blind yeah it looks like a big bush yep exactly all right convenience we'll grade these suckers you said two to ten yeah two or (laughs) two or ten depending for me a ten ten. mark what do you give it i'm giving it a ten too i love my blind hide i'd say as long as they're based upon how you camo it of course i'd say a ten Mark. Agreed. Yep. 10. Comfort. I know what that answer is. I'm writing 10 already without even letting you guys answer. But cost, like a two, right? Cost, yeah. Cost (laughs) Five cash registers out of five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The more cash registers, the worse. So this is like, uh, I don't even know someone that's really rich. Unless you build it because you're pretty reasonable in your pricing. Slightly reasonable, yes. (laughs) They're not free. But yeah. They, uh, you know, you're going to spend... If you had if you have an aluminum capable welder already, you're going to spend fifteen hundred to two thousand on supplies, material, materials, alone. yeah. And, and that's you, doing some shopping too. That's yeah, because aluminum went up with these tariffs. It actually went up a, a bit, so that's it's probably that was when I did it two years ago. And mm-hmm. It was that much, and if it went up, you know, it could jump up a fair amount. So, yeah. but that's not, and that's just the aluminum. That's not, you know, not putting the insulation on the inside and not lights. Yeah, lights and any of that kind of stuff. Stove, oven, steering, I mean, all that kind of stuff is well, It's kind of cool, too, that Phil didn't say. I mean, you talked about that there's tiller or the console. And Phil converted his boat to a, a console, console drive. Is that yeah, what you would call steering. that? Con- yep. Console steering, which was pretty cool that he did yeah, that himself. I, actually, the uh, the mechanics at Cabela's did that that oh. part of it. I drove it there, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I dropped it off for him. So, yeah, they did that part, but um, I did make the console. I mean, I made the whole blind, so I did make that part. But it was uh, it's, it's a project. It's an undertaking. I mean, you have to be dedicated once you start because you can't just rip it off if you don't get it built halfway through the season. So, But, uh, you know, like I, now that we've talked about all those and people have seen our biases, I guess, um, a couple of things I would just mention, and none of this really has any specific order, but I just kind of jotted down a few things as we were talking uh, other considerations to make when you're building just boat blinds is um, so one one key mistake I think that people make a lot is when they build any kind of blind, whether it's a permanent blind on shore or a boat blind, is the 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 angle that they make on the top is well just angles in general 
Um, you have to imagine a duck at 50 yards and 45 degrees angle from you, what they see. And if you have your boat blind, if it has the back, the, the piece over your head, the backside of your blind, if you build that with a 45 degree angle, like I see a lot of duck blinds, essentially that duck is seeing underneath the top of that blind. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I wish I could draw it out or something. But if you're up in the air and that angle of the back of that blind, is it the same angle that you are looking down on the hunters at? Well, you're looking right into that blind. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important, and I've done this with all the blinds I've ever built, is I make that back piece go straight out so that it cuts that out. So it gives you the option to tuck back underneath there, and it also blocks all that blackness off so you're not looking down inside of it. Um, I did that on my low-profile boat blind. I've done that on all my or my uh, fabric one, and then on my hard sides too, I've done that as well. So I think that's a huge thing to not let those ducks look down inside of you. And it's actually not even when they're on top of you, it's when they're making that last that last thing coming in before their feet kick out. It's, they're going to see you looking down in there. Um, so that that's one thing that just most obvious that I ever see wrong with boat blinds. It just drives me crazy or, or just duck blinds in general. Um, I think... Uh, uh, fabrics, you know, if you're going to build a collapsible blind, um, personally, I would, the, the die cut stuff works well for hiding and you could use that as a camouflage over, but I would always try to find some inexpensive Cordura, that material for building those things. It's the ticket. It's really not that hard to sew. Most, most sewing machines will handle it. Um, I learned how to, to sew a couple different blinds out of the stuff and Trust me, I'm not a I'm not handy with a sewing machine, but for what a guy needs to do to build duck blind, you don't have to be. And you're not gonna you're not making Gucci bags or anything where people are gonna look at the stitching. You're Martha looking, Stewart's not gonna be grading you on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You're not worried about that. You just need to get some stitching in to hold a, a duck blind together, and it's not that tough to do. Um, so Cordura is the way to go if you're gonna build one. If you're not gonna buy one of the previously mentioned ones. Um, and then like for frame material, I've built blinds out of conduit. I've built blinds out of wood and I've built parts of blinds out of PVC. And if I were ever to build any more, I don't think I'd ever use any of those. I mean, aluminum is definitely more expensive, but man, if you can do it, it's just the, the strength weight to strength ratio is so much better than any of these other ones. It's not going to snap on you. Um, you know, you might have to find someone that can weld some aluminum for you, but even just to let them make the frame and you do the rest of the work, well worth it. I think you're not going to have to spend a crazy amount to have someone do that, but it's, it's well worth it. I would say so. Um, you know, on top of that, other than really avoiding that black hole look that you see a lot, that shadow down inside, if you can cover that up, I don't think there's a whole lot more to boat blinds. I'm sure there probably is. And maybe we'll talk about them later, but I don't know, Mark, you've, You've hunted out enough other blinds. I mean, is there anything else you'd want to input on blinds in general that you can think of that maybe people take for granted? Or, you know, I I think using as much natural as as you can get on your blind is your best option. There, I think so many times people just think they can put up fabric and kill ducks, and I just don't think it works. In fact, I've seen a lot of times it not work. Yeah. What about people? some of the manufactured grasses and that? Yeah, like I mine has a base of fast grass or real grass or whatever it is 
um, with the, the nice stick, the tumbleweeds are atop of it to give it that 3D look. And one that actually brings up a key point is how you would, um, how you would set the grass on your blind if you buy the manufactured mats. Because there's, there's something I see, it's, it's wrong. I would say it's the wrong way to do it. Is people face it down with mm-hmm. the leaves falling down. Well, it looks like a grass mat then. Whereas if you set it up, those leaves all fall out, kind of gives it that feathered look. In a, a bit more 3D. Way appearance. more 3D. And then especially when you, hit, when, you, when you wrap that around corners and edges and stuff, it really kind of flares it out more then. Mm-hmm. So it really helps break up that corner. So yeah, that's a good point. Like the grass mats are handy. I love them. I mean, I've used them a bunch. Um, I don't know if I'll use them on my next boat or not, but I might do just straight up tumbleweeds. I guess I don't know. But man, they hold. They do. They last well. I've had these ones two years, and I think I'll get a couple more out of them at least. So when they go away, I'll maybe experiment with an all tumbleweed blind and see how it works. I don't know. They're handy. I mean, I can't imagine if you had to try to grass an entire eighteen foot hard side boat with just like stuffing things stuffing natural grass into the thing it'd be a son of a gun so mm-hmm. here's another tip uh if you have do not know of this little trick yet get yourself a hand weed trimmer no what's it called a hedge trimmer the black and decker 24 volt oh yeah those things are slick yeah, they're awesome. The, go big or go home. Get a gas one. Well, yeah, yeah. If you really, if you want to wake up the, if you want to wake up the slew in the morning, get the gas one. Otherwise, get the electric lithium one. Either one of them, they'll cut through fragmites, cattails, small brush, anything. So we always just go back behind us, twenty five, thirty yards, and cut a big section out. Not so much anymore, but when I had my old blind, we would do that. And you can like you can cover an eighteen foot boat in five minutes. I mean, you just, if you got one or two buddies with you, you just cut a huge swath and they leave with an armful or armfuls mm-hmm. of grass just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the ticket rather than trying a machete or something, you know, key is just don't leave it in the grass. I've left a couple laying on various lakes, donate them to someone else. I'm sure at some point. So, but yeah, those, those are a huge, huge deal for, for that. If you had never used it, I'd highly recommend it. It's well worth the. I think they're like 80 bucks or something. And what you save in, in sweat is well worth that. Agreed 100%. Cool. Wish we'd have been knowing about that longer oh, ago. 20 than, years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've been around forever. I wish I'd I, known about that sooner. I didn't learn about it till I till I converted away from a collapsible blind right before. I mean, only for like two years. I wish I'd have known about it 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not using it, even if you're taking the uh, no blind method, you could use it to, to cover kind of the inside of the boat would actually work really well for that. Just to get that, that floor and your gas can, all that kind of junk covered up. It'd work really slick. So cool. I don't think I got anything else. You guys got anything else? No, this is more of a learning session for me than anything. Obviously I have a lot of experience waterfalling, but the boat blind thing is kind of new to me and I'm excited to enter this world for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. I think that's all we got. So thanks for checking us out and we will, uh, See you next week. Bye.